0: Welcome to the Twisted Traveler's Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, broadcasting from our studios in East Tennessee and Central Florida, here are your hosts, Jack Laker and Chris Jones. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Traveler's Podcast. My name is Jack, and I am sitting here with my friend Chris. How's it going tonight? Hello, everybody. I'm doing good. And we are in... Well, this is episode number nine. We've almost made it to episode number ten. Does that call for celebration? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's only ten. Uh, what would we do? I don't know. I can get one of those confetti cannons I let off of my grandmother's uh, kitchen last night, though. Mmm. It was a, it was a miss. That was a miss. All right. Well, should we
1: hop in, or you got something else? No, it's probably better we hop in. So. Okay. So starting off with news, we've had a lot of news when in regards to uh, parks reopening, which is always good. It's starting to get more and more and more. But um, the other fun spot in Florida, Fun Spot Kissimmee, reopened. I had the chance to go there. Uh, Overall pretty good. Uh, Masks are required of this one, but they weren't really enforcing it. But, you know, uh, they were enforcing social distancing. So, well done there, at least. But, Funspark is semi-open. That's that's good news for me, at least. I was actually supposed to go there tonight, and then I was like, oh, wait, I have to record. So, that got cancelled.
0: Oof. Yeah. The joys of doing a podcast. I can't go to the theme park tonight. (laughs) Ah, whatever. You should have just
1: gone and then just called into the podcast. I mean, I could have, but then you would have had to do it on yourself. Like, how are you going to do that? You're going to have I'll conversations just
0: talk, with yourself. I mean, I'll just talk to the wall. It's a great, it's a great thing to have talk a conversation with.
1: Hey, Craig, how's it going? And just silence. I don't think anybody I, knows who Craig is, but if
0: if we should just should we let them in on the secret?
1: Sure, sure. Craig is our recording bot that we talk to sometimes. Yeah, we use Discord to record. That's
0: fun to say. And Craig is a bot that we use to record our audio. Um, and so he is like... He's, he's a real, real one. He is a real... He's hes amazing. He's the bot, the myth, the legend. thats I said, yeah, that's pretty much what he is. He does all the heavy lifting around here. So. He just has to sit and listen to us.
1: That's the hard part. <laughs>
0: Amen to anyone who sits and listens to us. Thank you. Uh, okay, yep. so... <laughs> Moving on, though. Silverwood. Yeah, Silverwood. lot of pictures and posts out of there this weekend of them mm-hmm. reopening. Looks like they had a successful weekend.
1: Yes, uh, uh, that's good to see. Uh, even though it's a smaller park, kind of, in a place where not many people get to that often, but at least it's something...
0: Mm -hmm. And Um, speaking of
1: smaller parks that no one gets to,
0: Alabama Adventure also reopened, and we're going to talk a bit about that coming up because I got the chance to go down there this weekend. mm -hmm. This next one, it's kind of weird right now.
1: It's not open, but it's kind of open.
0: Yeah, so they'll be open on Saturday. They open to the public. We're talking about Universal Studios Orlando. They open to the public this Saturday, June 5th. But they are right now, as of today, in cast member previews, allowing everyone that works for them to come and experience the parks. Almost as like a guinea pig phase. They're just testing everything out
1: to make sure it works. Yes, and with this, we we got new pictures of Velocicoaster. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yeah.
0: This next Um, one, you and I are both
1: extremely excited about. Yes, Silver Dollar City. June 13th, they will open for season pass holders. And on the 15th, they will open for anyone else. Me and Jack have uh, kind of been talking about trying to go there soon. So if everything everything works out, hopefully everything will work out. Yeah. Um, But we're both uh, very excited about that.
0: Yes. And another Midwest park that uh, is announced their reopening, Kentucky Kingdom will be open on June 29th. Already Mm -hmm. uh, advertising that their plans for... Was it thunder run turned 30 this year and they've been pushing that hard on social media today specifically. Mm-hmm. So
1: looking forward to seeing what they have in store um, and everything. Yes. And uh, the last one was Mount Olympus opened up. I know a lot of people went there. I know Taylor from coaster studios went there and a couple of the guys from the El tour Ryan channel. So it seemed like these insiders, OPC, yeah. they were all there. This is going to sound bad, no offense to Mount Olympus, because I've never been there, I can't judge you yet, but this was probably the week where I've heard the most positive things from Mount Olympus ever.
0: Yeah, that was definitely, and they did—they called a couple of people out on social media, the park did, we won't say who out of respect, but they were like, uh, we're actually a serious park, and everyone that went this weekend seemed to have a good time. Now, whether they were just saying it to be nice to the park,
1: or they were saying it because I actually meant it,
0: we I don't actually, know.
1: actually meant it because from all the, the videos and pictures and everything I've seen, it looked like everybody was having fun. So,
0: Yeah, I definitely want to get to this park. I don't care what everyone else says. Hades after, looks like an amazing coaster.
1: After hearing what everybody was saying about how good Hades was this weekend, I, I really, it bumped up a lot on my bucket list, I'd say.
0: My hype really didn't change this weekend. I've always wanted to go ride that coaster no matter what the park was like. I mean, yeah. it just looks like a solid coaster.
1: Yeah. I've always wanted to ride it, but it's like kind of, you know, I don't really think about it that often. And especially with uh, how mind blowers kind of gotten rougher. And I've heard about how it can be rough. Sometimes it wasn't like super, super high up, but.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, moving forward, that was all, we just kind of ran through all the parks reopening. We could go much more in depth on everything, but it's more of the same mass social distancing, blah, blah, blah. But moving on to something everyone is excited for. And if you aren't excited for this coaster, there's something wrong. VelociCoaster,
1: mm-hmm. holy crap, this thing. It looks awesome. They're, they're going fast on it, and we got pictures today from the, um, oh, what was it? The employee preview <laughs> that we were just talking about. And uh, that that double helix over the water. And you've There's got the so stall. Ground. Yeah, you can see where the stall is going to end now. I also saw um, that the Raptor encounter was open and they have like an actual sign for it and everything. It looks a a lot nicer than what it used to be. So they did a good job with that, but it's going to be weird going back to Islands of Adventure and seeing like Jurassic Park just transformed into this completely different area because I'm so used to it being the same old every time I go for a long, long time. It's going to be weird. Well, I've I've been to Universal... um,
0: islands of adventure once back in 2017 when dueling dragons and was still a thing almost kind of right before the whole transformation started and i remember walking walking through jurassic park and it was just like oh there's a bunch of trees and oh there's a building more trees building and then you got to harry potter and that was really the whole land now it looks like they're going full out crazy with this building's really kind of just Making everything look better, and they put an Intamin multi-launch that looks like one of the best coasters in the world in it. Could so
1: be like top of the top, yeah. But uh, the landscaping in uh, Jurassic Park was, was nice enough, and uh, River Adventure was great. You know, they had some restaurants and all that scattered throughout. It was a it was a decent land, but it was like nothing really special, just because it was only the one ride and that was it.
0: Well, coming uh, well, from I guess the
1: that was the Flyers, but.
0: Yeah, well, I guess coming from, what is that, like the cartoon island where you've got dudley Do right? And then walking through all that and then ending up in Hogsmeade, it really just didn't feel as amazing. Because yeah, yeah. you walk into Hogsmeade for the first time and it's like, all bets are off.
1: This is amazing. Another thing that feels awkward is Kong being right there. Like, I always just forget about Kong because it's a forgettable he, ride.
0: But <laughs> I mean, it literally is crammed into a corner of the park, just kind of a. with
1: the It's such a cool-looking
0: of... facade, but it's such a disappointing ride. We did um, not ride it when we were there. I was too obsessed with Hulk. It's <laughs> Fast and
1: Furious, but, like, different things. You know I have no clue what Fast and Furious is, right? Okay, well, you know how, how the reviews... Have you heard the reviews of Fast and Furious? No. You haven't? No. Okay, Fast and Furious, people, like, absolutely hate Fast and Furious. It opened only, like, a couple years ago, and the second it opened, all the reviews were just awful. And, like ever since that point universal has started going back to like the good rides like back in the early 2000s when they opened islands of adventure and then they had mummy and like they they opened some really good attractions and then since then it's been like very mediocre now it looks like they're gonna just start going crazy they've got hagrid's they've got velocicoaster coming so the, the way Universal's trending is very very positive right now and i really hope jurassic park ends up being like just this amazing land for Jurassic Coaster or Velocicoaster. There's gonna be like new buildings and everything. It's gonna look so different. And I and I, I really hope that they turn our river adventure into the one that they have in Hollywood because that looks absolutely amazing. So I think if they do that and with Velocicoaster, then it's going to be one of the best lands in that whole park now, which is a big change from what it used to be. So I'm really excited for Universal's future.
0: Yeah that definitely it's going to be a huge transformation. I can't wait to get back and see it, but also that coaster just looks fantastic. So yes. Moving forward, we've talked about this a few times now, but we do finally have dates. Hollywood Night is going to be on August 28th and 29th. People are going to get their uh, Trimless voyage ERT in the fall this year. That's going to be fun.
1: Yes, I know everybody loves Hollywood night, so it's good to finally have. Have a date. Well, I mean, I,
0: Hollywood Nights, we were there a year ago today getting our rides on Voyage and Thunderbird. And I mean, it's it's a crazy event. It's yeah. truly one of those things. If you're a coaster enthusiast, I might put it on the do-before-you-die list of coaster enthusiast yeah.
1: things. Yeah, that's very good news to see Hollywood Nights date. Um, Another... This is, like, kind of weird. This one I felt like we just had to include because it's the exact opposite of what you expect when you ride a roller coaster. Yeah, so, Japan amusement parks. No screaming on their coasters. Uh, I wonder, like, I haven't read up too much on this, but that's just weird. How are they going to do that? Like, you you come come back to the ride. How are they going to know if if somebody was screaming, how are they going to know who it was and all that, you know?
0: Well, I'm reading right now, this is an article by CNN, uh, CNN Travel specifically, and it's just saying, and they're talking about, of course, the usual stuff we've come to uh, like expect through COVID, face masks, social distancing, just avoid trying to, don't get near people. So this, expect that, but then also they said, and this is a direct quote, but some items will likely take visitors by surprise, namely a suggestion, I think that is the key word, suggestion, that theme parks encourage visitors riding outdoor attractions, including roller coasters, to avoid shouting or cheering. And they also say that's a tough ask, given how wild some of the country's rides are, which there's no denying with coasters like Hakuge, Ijanaika, and Flying Dinosaur. Those are coasters I would make a lot of people scream.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it was me, like, I can hold it in. But there are certain times when I ride a coaster for the first time and something catches me off guard, I'll make a noise. But I don't like scream, scream. You know, I I think it's possible for everybody to hold it in. It's just like, if somebody does decide to scream on a ride, how are they going to know who it was when it gets back to the station? And what are they going to do to reprimand it? Um, Yeah,
0: and I think it's just that, that they're asking it as a suggestion just please don't scream because it would be really like unless you've got a camera on every seat to see if that person's mouth opens at all Mm -hmm. i mean and i'm with you it's like when i ride a coaster i don't scream anymore most of the time i find myself laughing while i'm on coasters so that's definitely an interesting one and like i said it was just one of those things it was so weird, and it's the exact opposite of what you expect to see or hear at a theme park, but you kind of got to include it and talk about it. Yeah. All I know is I was screaming when I was riding roller coasters this weekend, and we're going to talk about that right now. So a lot of people, and we talked about all of those parks that have reopened or are planning to, and we talked about some of the big ones, air quotes there, big parks that open, Silverwood and Mount Olympus. People were flocking to them. You had people from all over the country at Mount Olympus, like Chris said. You had people at Silverwood, all there. There was a third park with arguably one of the best roller coasters I've ever ridden that opened that absolutely no one went to except me and my dad. (laughs) And I'm, of course, referring to Alabama Splash Adventure and Bessemer, Alabama. This park... I don't honestly know where to begin, so I think I'm just going to kind of talk about my day from the beginning through the end, and then get my overall thoughts. I found out on Friday night that I didn't have to, or Friday at work, I found out, like, first year I was not going to have to work on Saturday. And it's like, oh, sweet, I've got a day off. That's the first time I've had a Saturday off in several months. What am I going to do with my day? And so here I am. I think I was in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru just waiting on like a drink or something. And I remembered Alabama Adventure opens tomorrow and it's only four hours away. I wonder what we should do with our day. And so that's exactly what we did. We got in the car on Saturday morning, drove four, hour, four, four and a half hours down to Alabama Adventure and spent our day at the park. And right off the bat, we get to the park about 15, 20 minutes after opening. We scan our, go through security, scan our tickets, and right there at the front of the park is Dan Cook, the owner of the park. We walked up to him, said hi, introduced ourselves, said we've met him before, and he greets us like old friends. That was, this is literally the first five minutes we've been in the park. We've been bre- greeted by the owner like an old friend. So And he, his mom actually is the other co-owner of the park, and so she is, I've, she is an elderly woman. She still gets around, but of course, due to COVID, she stayed home. But she was actually uh, like FaceTiming into the park's opening on a flat-screen TV hanging over the entrance, talking to all of the guests as they were walking in. So I thought that was really cool, too. And of course, so Alabama Adventure has two coasters. They have a Wacky Worm by, I can't even remember what manufacturer, I was looking at it today. Some weird manufacturer called Cinespeed. It's okay. But the big coaster at this park is Rampage, which is a CCI terrain coaster. Holy cow. This thing is fantastic. The setting is amazing. I did not realize from POVs, I did not realize it was, I thought it was on flat ground. I did not realize it was on a hill. And so I saw the terrain for the first time, and that blew my mind. But walking up to this coaster, the whole park, the whole dry park is uphill towards Rampage. So you round the corner and you see Rampage off in the distance, and it just looks massive sitting up on top of this hill. And you get closer, of course, the drop's only like 110 feet, but from so far back, you could have said this thing at 170 feet and been right, honestly, in any, from just how much you walked uphill. But the coaster's amazing. The drop blew my mind in the back rows, It's got great airtime, some great lateral moments, just really a good mix of everything you want in a wood coaster. And it still runs really smooth. They've taken care of this thing. So then from there, we were walking around. Of course, I was doing my photography stuff, and we ran down. This park's not big, so we're just kind of bouncing back and forth, riding for a bit, go take pictures, ride, go take pictures. So we decided to head down towards the water park, which kind of sits in a valley, and see if I could find some pictures of Rampage. And while we were on the way, we ran back into uh, Dan. And talking to him, we watched the dive show, the very end of it, which is really cool. Um, and talking to him, I was like, hey, since you own the park, do you know of any good places to get pictures of Rampage? He's like, um, not any of that I can think of, but hold on, give me a second, I'll call someone. This is, the la- I, this is the last thing I have ever expected to happen in the park, and why I love this park so much now. But five minutes later... A guy, uh, a guy named Alex walks up, or he pulls up on a golf cart, walks up to Dan and I, and he's like, hi, my name's Alex, and Dan was telling him about, hey, you want to show these guys some good places to get pictures of Rampage and everything, and so my dad and I, I grabbed my dad and we're walking, and Alex was like, so how do you feel about going behind the scenes? At this point, I had to avoid jumping up and down like a little girl. And so there we are, we're in the golf cart five minutes later, going on all the service roads behind Rampage, so I can, just so me, just me can take pictures of Rampage. So they, it was amazing, we're on the service road taking pictures of Rampage, and he's telling us about the coaster and about the park history and everything, and Alex, if you're listening, because I did tell him about the podcast, if you're listening... Thank you so much. We had so much fun. He took us all along the service road up onto a hill where you got this whole overview of the entire park. Took us to another spot where we got to see the whole coaster. It was fantastic. I think I took I think I pulled hundred and fifteen photos out of my camera, which is like a record high for me. And it was just amazing. So the park truly did go above and beyond to ensure that I had an amazing day. I would easily get my car right now and drive back there just to go to this park again because they deserve the support and Mm. i mean like i said there's really not that much you've got rampage and the kiddie coaster and if you like water parks the water park looked really good we didn't do anything over there but i was super impressed with this park
1: yeah from what you everything you told me it looks and also sounds (laughs) absolutely uh fantastic like you, you've talked to Rampage up a lot now, so I really want to experience it. And, like, I mean, I know the park itself is small and isn't necessarily a bucket list spot for many people, but, like, if you can get there, go, oh, why not? Give that was credit. my whole thing. I was, I was like, like, why, why are people... Awesome. That was the whole
0: thing with me. I was like, why are people not going? Those coasters, like, you never hear really anyone talk about it. And you ride it, and it's like, that's a really good coaster. And I, I'm not saying it was not the best wooden coaster I've ever ridden. But, I mean, it was better than a lot of other coasters I've ridden. I think I ranked it at 28 out of 227, so that's pretty good for me. And I'll say this, some, if you've ridden Shivering Timbers, you can, you'll can kind of get an idea of where it compares to me. If you haven't ridden Shivering Timbers, I'm not sure how to compare it, but I think it's a couple spots below Shivering Timbers for me. So,
1: And that's your favorite a, CCI, right? Yes, yeah, so
0: yeah, as right you now, count Ghost Rider. Unless I count, I count Ghost Rider as a GCI. That's a whole controversial opinion. We don't got to get into. But if you're counting, if you're counting Ghost Rider, it's my third favorite. If you're not, Rampage would be my second favorite CCI. So, <clears throat> but the park had a great atmosphere, the sound system, which he actually told us the story of why they got the sound system. They were at Carolines for an Ace event, and we were at the park and. Ace or the parks always turning their music on for us when we show up during the off season. And so he's yeah. coming into Carowinds to present to all the acers. He's like, hey, they've got a great sound system. We got to get something like this for Alabama splash. And so that's what, just what they did. And he was telling us uh, that they literally just finished installing it like the day or two before the park opened. And then on our tour with Alex and Alex is the HR and social media director for the park he was telling us one of the funny things is he actually controls the music. He can pull out his phone and change the music in the park anywhere in the world, which I just thought was hilarious. He's like, I could change the music at home on my couch if I really felt like it. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, they they've really done a good job taking care of this park. It looks good, and I'll say this: if you're not familiar with Mr. Cook, the name should sound familiar because his family also owns Holiday World. Mm-hmm. So that should give you an idea of how they maintain their wooden coasters and everything you've heard about holiday world, like guest experience wise, is pretty much the same free soft drinks, free sunscreen, free parking tickets were really on the cheap side, especially considering you get both parks with it. Yeah. So really, if you're driving through Alabama, people go to this park. I can't, I can't say enough positive stuff. I posted on Twitter earlier. Of all the parks I've ever visited, this one was the park that made me feel the most welcome. And that's a huge accomplishment for them, I think. Yeah. So, there's me going... I really... The only complaint I have is they don't have enough coasters. But that's really even a hard complaint to make. Because the one they... Or the, I guess, too. But the one they have is amazing, so...
1: Yeah, it sounds like you had a really good time. and It looks like an awesome park. I, I've definitely got to get there. At some point, and I'll I'll make it more of a priority now. Well, I'm going
0: to get you there. I hope I haven't overhyped Rampage, because if there was a coaster I could overhype,
1: this would be the one I do it on, because... I'll keep my expectations low, like I try to do for all things, so... Well, yeah, I'll
0: say this uh, publicly. I have a very soft spot for, like, old-school woodies, and CCIs are definitely right up there among my favorite
1: manufacturers, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not as much that way, but... I mean, just because it's wooden, I'm not going to put it higher than a steel coaster that I genuinely think is better. I'd rank them evenly, so. Well,
0: I mean, my ranking is based off my preferences, so, like, it's ranked pretty high for me. Someone else might not enjoy it as much, but it really did give me a good mix of, like, you've got the Shivering Timbers, Airtimes, Hills, and then you've got some lateral turns more like you'd find on um, almost kind of like what Ghost Rider has, I guess. Mm. Right. I, I could go on all day talking about Alabama's adventure. So I'll just wrap it up and say if you're going to the park, if you're in the area, get to this park. You don't need a full day, especially if you're just going for coasters, but get to this park. It's amazing. Yeah. So moving on, though, from my long Alabama adventure uh, story, that's my, I, I've been calling it Jack's Alabama Adventure, my play on words and park name. Tonight, we are joined by my friend Justin from Snapshot Made Yesterday. How are you doing tonight?
2: Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I have a screaming child outside my door. Not sure Uh if if you can hear that, but otherwise, doing pretty well.
0: (laughs) Hey, well, that's that's definitely not the worst thing that could be, but...
2: Uh, Hey, it's life. That's just how it
0: goes. Exactly. So, I'll let you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and also let you tell my friend Chris a little bit about because I Chris I'm not sure how familiar you are with all of his work but if you want to tell us just a bit about yourself
2: well (laughs) sure um first I do want to say uh you have an an awesome introduction uh music which unfortunately I don't have any cool music right now um my podcast but so i'm extremely jealous but i'm so thrilled that i get to be uh on the podcast with all the music going on
0: <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was one of the things we spent a couple hours i was like trying to find music i was like okay here's the three i'm leaning between which one do you like
2: <laughs> yeah uh, it, so. it, it definitely works uh so i am um Nobody. Um, I just enjoy. not say that. Uh, I just, I just enjoy uh, places like Dollywood, Kentucky Kingdom as well. And I would not consider. I wouldn't call myself a blogger by any means. And I'm a beginning podcaster, just uh, for fun. So uh, it's just it's fun to be able to do things. I mean that's just you know that's like the easiest way I can say it. No matter what what I'm doing, it's just fun to be able
0: to do it. I understand that. I feel that. <laughs> I started the whole photography thing kind of was like I just want to do this for fun, and it's led me here. So
2: <laughs> exactly right. Uh, you got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah. So we, if you've noticed, we skipped over one of our staple segments this week which was Ride of the Week, and we did that on purpose because it worked out again where our guest has ridden the coaster we're going to talk about. This week, we're talking about the last GCI on our GCI tour. It's Thunderhead at Dollywood. So, Chris, do you want to start us off with
1: your thoughts on this coaster? Sure. I I haven't ridden it nearly as many times as uh, both of you guys, but... I uh, I really enjoy Thunderhead. It's my second favorite of the GCIs I've done. Its terrain usage is, uh, is phenomenal. I, I feel like, well, I was going to say second best terrain usage behind Lightning Rod at Dollywood, but Tennessee Tornado might have it beat just for that tunnel. Um, but with the retracking, it's gotten smoother and smoother. There's great laterals. There's one pop of airtime in the second half that I really, really like. Um it's got the millennium flyer trains so obviously it's going to be comfortable and it's just one of those rides that GCI made it's like one of their top of the top I feel like um I absolutely love it. I'm excited to try more Twister GCIs this is like my favorite Twister GCI there is but Thunderhead is definitely one of my favorite wooden coasters out there. Yeah. It's,
2: what about you Justin? Yeah it it's an impressive impressive wooden roller coaster i mean i i know i talked to jack about it before i mean it's its name is true because it has a lot of thunder and your head is sure feeling it afterward too (laughs) but uh it man you started i don't care how many times i ride it i always forget halfway through that there's still another like eight minutes left on the other side of it i mean it's just like like oh my gosh and uh but it's, it's a lot of fun. It is, uh, I would almost say it's underrated now in some ways. And I'm not a big, big coaster guy like you all are and, and other people out there. So I may be misspeaking. But it's just, it is really a piece of work. And now that they've started to started to add some more placement track around it, It's just it. It's continuing the legacy. It's letting it live just a little longer, all of us to enjoy.
0: For sure, this coaster. I this is was one of my first introductions to Dollywood. This was the second coaster I ever rode there, right after Fire Chaser, my first ever visit. Um, And this coaster, and I think you are not wrong saying it has become underrated in. The roller coaster community, but also at Dollywood, just in general, because it, it's sad to say that it doesn't draw a line anymore, but I also selfishly like that, because it just means I can ride it a bunch. Exactly, yes. But this coaster, it really, there's a bunch of things I've learned over the years talking to various people about the ride and how it was designed, where it sits in the park, so I'll throw out some of my favorite tidbits I've learned. Um... The first thing I think a lot of people don't know is that this coaster actually sits on what used to be Dollywood's junkyard. So in that whole valley where the coaster rides, that little valley, that used to be where they stockpiled everything they were going to throw away. And so I'm actually, my youth pastor at church was the director of operations at the park when they built this, and he told us it took them months to pull this garbage pile out so they could put Thunderhead in. (laughs)
2: And then we just get to barrel straight down back into it.
0: <laughs> yep, pretty much.
2: Uh, nice.
0: And the other interesting thing I have learned over the year is back in 2017 I got the chance to talk to Jeff Pike who's one of the designers of the coaster is that this coaster was not supposed to feature that signature curving drop that GCIs have become known for. Dollywood actually wanted it to have like a traditional straight drop but the gci talked them out of it got them to do this new curve drop because at the time the curve drops on gci really hadn't become the staple thing yet and so it's because of this coaster that most gcis after it have had that signature curve drop and it's also because of this coaster that gcis have been shaped the way they they are shaped they were designed a different way after thunderhead because thunderhead was such a success
2: so it, it paved the way for future roller coasters. That's, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's one of those coasters that is definitely underappreciated. And when they announced they were going to start doing the retrack on it, I was extremely happy because it runs like glass now in that back half. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, they've done, they have definitely done a nice job. And maybe they've even uh, taken some of this downtime to ahead and stretch that improvement a little further, maybe.
0: Oh, I, be was, nice. I was hoping because the middle section between where they stopped the retrack last year and they started it this year, you can definitely tell.
2: Oh yes, oh yeah, it's it's like it's pretty nice coming down and then yep, it bottom
0: out right. It's there like it's oh, funny. it's nice and smooth. Oh, it's smooth again. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Even if they didn't do it while well, they've been closed, I'm looking forward to the next season when it's entirely finished and it's smooth from the drop to the break run. Yep. So that's Thunderhead. That was our last GCI ride of the week. We'll have a new category picked out next week. But moving on, we've talked about it already with Thunderhead, but Justin, you and I share the same home park, which is Dollywood. So, I'm going to ask you the question, I've got a few questions about Dollywood, and then I, Chris, I'll let you ask some if you have any, but we'll start out with, you are on a board at Dollywood of some pretty exclusive people, can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Uh, sure, there's much that I know, Uh, so I'm part of the Dollywood Insiders, which is, 15 of us, and we get to write for Dollywood blog. It's it's Dollywood Insider blog, but we, it ge- affords us the opportunity to share um, some exclusive content in some ways. Uh, sometimes it's uh, getting to do like a behind-the-scenes thing, or even something that's ca- getting ready to come out. Uh, we might there was something there were two things in the fall um that they got to do in its, um it was the during Harvest Festival, there was like a behind the scenes tour a special seating there at the Wildwood Grove tree. They got to do it then and then one during the Christmas. I did not I had to work. Oh I know, and I didn't get to do either one of those, but I got to see it so uh but it's it's just Joe Schmo, like me, that's all I am, and we just kind of get to do a few extra things to spread the word of Dollywood and share some extra content sometimes. So it's, it's pretty cool.
0: So that's de- I actually applied to be a Dollywood insider. I'm pretty sure they didn't pick me because I'm not 18 yet, but we'll try again next year.
2: Yes, well, always try, always
0: try. So then we'll move on to just general Dollywood. Cause we, all, we have some more parks we're going to talk about, but the, I think we'll save it for the end, but I, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Be thinking of what your favorite ride at Dollywood is, because I will ask that at some point.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, I could do that.
0: So Chris, do you have any questions about Dollywood, or we will move oh, on gosh. to another park? I'm trying to think. Do I Do I have any questions about Dollywood? You've got two people that know the park extremely well right now, so
1: yeah. But you've told me so much already; I just can't think of anything. <laughs> like I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm almost like a Dollywood park goer, like a, a normal, just because of you. All you've told me, so I don't think I do right now. But but if I come up with one, um, I'll come back to it.
2: I what? will. I will throw this out there that. Um... You know, today, Silver Dollar City announced that they're going to be opening June.
0: We we were talking about that. We're hoping.
2: Yeah. So uh, I've been saying, I can't remember if I talked to you about it, Jack, but I've been saying Dollywood will not make an announcement until Disney makes an announcement. And so now both of those places, and of course, Silver Dollar City is in the hub of and family and all of that mm-hmm. stuff so uh i have a feeling i have a feeling sometime maybe this week maybe next week here's something fingers yeah. crossed
0: same here i saw something i can't remember where but that dream war has reservations now for june 10th or somewhere uh, in that range so ease I'm- into it I'm hoping that if Dream War reopens, which the big draw for Dream War is that you're right there at Dollywood. Yep. So hopefully with a Dream War reopening, I'm positive that we... I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but I'm hopeful for a open of Dollywood in the next week or two. It could
1: happen. Yeah, hopefully. Me, me and Jack, we've uh, been talking for a little bit about me and my family coming up there and going to Dollywood with him. And then we were also going to drive over and actually go to Silver Dollar City and maybe even Worlds of Fun over there. So if everything oh, opens be, up, uh, hopefully we can do And that.
2: I've, I've never been to Silver Dollar City, so I, that would be...
1: it's my that, favorite park.
2: That would be pretty cool to be able to try that. Uh, we were going to make it out last summer, and then it just it just didn't work. Um, sadly, because now, in, you know, in hindsight, I really wish we could have gone. It was a little easier.
0: Yes, for sure. No, I haven't been either, but Chris went last summer and has
1: not shut up about it. So it's my absolute <laughs> favorite park in the whole world. Like it's just perfect, in my opinion.
0: So yeah, so definitely, I'll throw out one more question about Dollywood because this is one. What's your favorite area of the park? Because I have mine, which is pretty much the Capo Dancer for me. But what's your favorite part of the park to be in?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I could say Wildwood Grove, but I really would not be saying the truth. I do love it. It is it's spectacular. And well-themed. It's well-themed. It kind of has that Disney feel of extra room and the nice theming. But uh, I would have to say Craftsman's Valley.
0: Yeah, craft, I I, was gonna say, I I figured Craftsman's, because it's such a unique part of any yep. theme park, and it's just amazing to walk up that whole section.
2: And it's, I mean, it is loaded with history. You know, that's the, that is the original entrance. Uh, oh, yeah. It was Silver Dollar City, but, you know, you would go underneath the tr- uh, train track there. That's the original, and it's just, there is, of all the places in the park, I mean, even, you know, including Wildwood Grove, I enjoy, it's just so relaxing in that area.
0: Oh, and it's so nice, too, because you don't have any roller coasters or rides immediately on the path. They're all built back up off the path, so they don't, like, intrude upon it, which just adds to the environment. And I see people all the time, oh, they should build a roller coaster on that hill right there where the Eagle Sanctuary is. And I'm like, no, don't. That's... Craftsman's is so nice because you can walk that. I think it's a quarter mile from under the train bridge all the way up to Tennessee Tornado, and it's just silence and bird sounds, and you've got the trees and all of the old buildings. And
2: yeah, it is, and well, and it. I mean, it harkens back to not just Silver Dollar City, but back in the eighteen hundreds, the whole mill and the water work. I mean, it's it. There is too much there to get rid of it, so I'm. I hope they never change that, that place of the park.
0: Yeah, and you said something funny there, and I'll spoil another little Dollywood secret for everyone. So you talked about the water trough that runs the whole length of Craftsman's Valley. Yep. And I discovered, we went up to the cabins right after the whole shutdown started, just to take pictures of the park and see it. It's actually just a pipe that runs yep. the whole length of the thing, and I was like, that just kind of takes away the magic right there.
2: Uh, that's that's why sometimes it's not good to have a zoom lens.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there are issues when you have the massive lens. And it's like and I did just take a picture of it so I could show people. It's like you want to see how the water trough at Dollywood works and it's just a giant picture of a pipe. Yep.
2: But it is very it is very well
0: hidden though. And oh, yeah, and there, you'd be hard they're... pressed to find a place where you could find out in the park that it's a pipe. Yep. Exactly. So I think we'll we'll come back we'll circle back to Dollywood at the end, but this next one I'm gonna let Chris talk to you a little bit because I think if I'm not mistaken you're a big Disney fan, is that right? Uh yeah. So Chris, you of course live in Central Florida, you've been to the Disney parks a lot more than I have, so
1: Okay. Let's see. Alright, well first off, what what Disney properties have you been to? Is it just World or have you been to others? Uh, I've been to Disney World and Disneyland. Okay, I've never been to Land, so I think... I've been to
0: Land, so... Well... But I'll let you all talk about Disney World, because that's (laughs) the much bigger, more prominent property. Well, which do you prefer?
2: That's a good question. Uh, For the history's sake, Disneyland, by far. Um, Now, I have not been out there since they've added Star Wars Land. You know, I mean, they've done all of that, but they're changing around, and even in... uh, California Adventure, they've overhaul on Hour of Terror. I was there before all of that. Right as they announced that they were going to build Star Wars, so the construction had started, but nothing had really been influenced. I shall say, uh, I loved I loved Disney. Being able to be in the park that is the original that Walt Disney created and walked in. There's there's just a lot of power behind. Uh, well mm-hmm. Disney World is just massive, and you could spend you could spend a month there. I've spent two weeks there and didn't tire of doing anything
1: Yeah, you, you really can spend a lot of time at World. Uh, no, part of that is just because, like, lines are so long, and the other part is just because there's so much. Yep. Um, but OK, so what would you say is your favorite park? That world.
2: This is a very interesting question, because when I was a kid, it was MGM Studios, which mm-hmm. is, you know, Hollywood Studios, um, because of, I'm a, I love of movies, I love film, I always wanted to get into film, and there was that whole, that, you know, park was the answer to Universal yeah eating park for there but i loved it and the indiana jones uh stunt, epic stunt spectacular i loved it as a kid i mean like that that impacted my life anyways that one show <laughs> Which is, it probably crazy to think about but it i mean it really did i loved it now i mm-hmm. haven't again i haven't been there since they ended star wars Um, the park that ended up surprising me, I could not stand Animal Kingdom for years. I just didn't, it it just was, it was like I can go to the zoo an hour from my house. I don't have to spend $4,000 to come down here and go to a zoo. But within the past, I would say like three years ago, I just came with a better appreciation of how beautiful that park is and how Mm. well themed the park is it it really is a it's immersive and i swear you know and i hear it multiple places it's so well done that your mind tricks you into thinking you're actually out in africa and everything and that it's it's so hot there it's the hottest park in the universe <laughs> but it's so it's a lot of fun I really like it so yeah. I i kind of had to I mean like I'd have to revisit studios to be able to tell if I really like it yeah, yeah I'll throw I... out
0: there that like the Star Wars part I got to do Star Wars in California and it's mind boggling and I've heard pretty much the exact same reviews for the Florida version so uh.
1: Yeah, I actually haven't been to studios since um, Star Wars has been added, and also Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which both Rise of oh. the Resistance and Runaway Railway just look like absolutely amazing to me, yeah, so well, that, I need to revisit.
2: What's so funny about poor Mickey and Minnie Runaway? Here we are. Mickey is, uh, what, 91 years old, and this is the first ride yeah. that he's getting. Okay, yay! Hey! I've been, I'm 91, I'm finally getting a ride, and it's open for, what was it, five days or something? I've <laughs> just, and then,
0: sorry. And, and all um, the while, all the hardcore Disney fans are still upset because it replaced Great Movie Ride.
2: Yes. Well, and I'll tell I loved Great Movie
0: Ride. I did, it was too. A
2: gra- it was a great ride, but I would love to see Vicky and Minnie. Um, I just don't know when that's going to happen.
1: Ugh. Yeah. And as far as Animal Kingdom, I'm completely with you that it's it's so hot at that park. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm also with you that it really does like it's really well landscaped and beautiful. And Pandora is probably my favorite land of all the Disney parks at the moment. And I mean, Everest is my favorite Disney ride personally. And like it does make you feel like you're in Africa, but then it gets ruined when you walk into that dino dino area.
2: Now, and I'll agree with you until I read the. Um, it's like the Imagineers' guide. Have you seen you know, mm-hmm. the, the, those little books? And when I realized what the purpose was behind the Dino Land area, that it's that pop up, you know, amusement park yeah. on the side of the road and Route sixty six, and they've done all of this. It really changed my opinion. I, what I wish was different. I wish that. Um, dinos, the dinosaur ride worked more often. That's, that's my big complaint. <laughs>
1: pers- like, personally, I haven't had many issues with reliability with it, but I mean, maybe you've just been unlucky. And like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I know like, that it's supposed to be a, a pop-up carnival thing, but I think if we're, being, uh, if we're being honest, it could be something much better.
2: That's true. That is true. Yeah. It, It definitely feels like the part where they went, okay, um, having a board meeting, how much money have we spent, and what do we have left? We have no money left. Okay. How much have we gotten done on this dino part? Kind of close. Okay, stop. Don't make any more. That's kind of what it it just kind of looks like that they –
0: they Someone go clone Indiana Jones
1: and bring the Indiana Jones ride here. And yeah, that'll work. <laughs> we'll buy yeah, makes, a, a couple yeah. wild mouse coasters and we uh, were set. Um, but yeah, my personal favorite Disney park is definitely magic kingdom just for the nostalgia and uh, the coasters there. I really enjoy and the dark rides are great too. And there's yeah. just so much to do there that I can spend like a full day there. Well at the others, like when you've been there a bunch of times, and you only want to do the really good rides, you know, it, you kind of run out of time. Or not run out of time, but like... Well, how am I trying to say this? When you only want, want to, to s- do the good stuff, there's not enough to do. I, I, That's yep, some of those. yep. In Magic Kingdom, you can't run out of good stuff to do, I feel like.
2: Well, and it's... I mean, you know, the truth to is looking ahead in July when they reopen. I mean everything cuz what I'm trying to f- to wrap my head around is everything I remember doing everything I remember going and seeing and experiencing I have to completely forget not base another trip off of that cuz I don't know what's what's going to happen go going- you know I mean with all of these with the new rules and regulations it's just I'm like oh my gosh it's gonna, it's gonna be a new experience, and maybe that's yeah. a good thing. You know, of of it's not going to be the normal trip to Disney. It's actually going to be, maybe it's going to be a little better because there's a limit to how many people are, mm-hmm. I, you know, which is drawbacks too. But it is trying to wrap my head around it. Gosh, I, it's good. It's bad. It's ugly. It's
1: yeah. I definitely get what you're saying with uh with the new rules. Personally, I do think it is going to be better because Disney, you know, has all these rides that are just super high capacity and they're going to be at a lowered capacity. I feel like you're not going to have to wait as much like with yep. Shanghai, like everything's at five minutes their opening day.
2: Right. And I'm really interested now that um, Universal is opening. Is it the 5th of June? Yeah, the they, f- actually,
1: they had employee previews today.
2: Ah, See, I'm really, I I thought that was just hilarious. You know, Universal come out and everybody's like, oh my gosh, they got a leg up on Disney. Like, no, they didn't. You know, Disney's sitting back going, well, let's just see what they do.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like, that, we'll let them, if they don't face plant, then we'll open. If they face plant, we'll laugh and then open still. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's, and I I, I know Jack mentioned uh, well, we, and we all hope that Dollywood will end in June, but I, I'm wondering if they don't wait until July as well. Just kind of let like you know Kentucky what? Kingdom open and Universal let these other guys open, and we'll learn from our
1: mistakes. That makes me think. I, I know with um, Silver Dollar City, a lot of times they get like the the new prototype attraction, like. They have Outlaw Run, and then Dollywood got Lightning Rod. Are they going to do that with Silver Dollar City? They're going to let Silver Dollar City open first, and then if it works, Dollywood opens? Well, but
2: but think about it, though. I mean, you've got – which one do you think is more popular, Silver Dollar City or Dollywood? Now, I, I know they're on opposite sides, but which one would you pick?
1: Dollywood's probably more
0: popular. Yeah. Dollywood makes more money by right. far.
2: Right, so yeah, I, and look at the look at the, and they do the flip flop thing too because the um, luminites like started Dollywood, and now mm-hmm. Silver Dollar City is doing it. So I can totally see Silver Dollar City taking front force of it first, and then moving forward. And Dollywood going, well, we know what worked, we know what didn't, we know we're expecting bigger crowds. Here we go. Same thing with Disney. Disney gets to sit back and look at Universal. All right, let's see.
1: Yeah. I
0: can definitely definitely. see that happening. Well, it's like you Dollywood's in the position where they, I think, pull in, I want to say, like, 25 percent more than silver dollar city does they pull in a substantial amount more than silver dollar city does which explains why we can get a 37 million dollar land and then go spend another 30 million dollars on some coaster or something so definitely watching i think dollywood i could see that argument being made that silver dollar city opens first they go for two weeks Dollywood sees, okay, that worked, that didn't work, here's what to expect, and then they open to bigger crowds and probably catch less flack since they waited longer to open.
2: Yeah, and they're going to they're gonna catch it anyway because I mean, there are people that want, if, well, if they're open, why aren't you open? And I yeah. think even, like, you know, I mean, I, I live in Kentucky, so we have Kentucky Kingdom, and Kentucky Kingdom really wanted to open I think it was June 3rd they announced yeah they wanted that. to be
0: open this week
2: <laughs> so I mean when I and and I to me I was just like how in the world are they going to do that but at the same time nobody else was doing that so Kentucky Kingdom that you know that I grew up with and then it like died and came back better than ever it was going to possibly pave the way for all of these other parks that would be pretty cool to be to be able to do that. Now they're not opening till June 29th. Now, but I they would have opened this week if they had not. been They could not.
0: Yeah, the, I think it wasn't the governor that stepped in. It was like, yeah, we're not ready for y'all to open yet.
2: Yeah, I I I just I tell people I laugh because I can just picture you know he the, they come out and say, okay, well Kentucky Kingdom is gonna open on June 3rd. And I. You just hear a phone ring and it's the governor. I'm sorry. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not letting you do that.
0: That Mm. was one of the things I, when I was at Alabama adventure talking to Dan cook, their owner, he was pretty much saying we didn't want to be putting out a date every other like week saying, Hey, we're going to open this day or we're going to open that day. And just pushing it back. They were like, we just kind of wanted to wait until we knew we for sure could and they only announced on uh, Thursday, which was the 28th, that they would be opening on Saturday the 30th. So wow. they, were, they played the game of like, let's not publish anything until we know for sure we can open.
2: Wow. Well, and, But, I mean, there was a lot of planning that went into that because they had to train all of their staff. So to keep the tight lid on that for what? two weeks, probably?
0: At least. Now, I will say they're not a huge park, so they probably were able to train a lot faster, but still, I mean, you still need at least two weeks to get ready.
2: That's, yeah, and that's and that's my, like, that's the thing people have to realize. These places have to retrain all of their staff. So, and we all want them to open tomorrow. I get that. But if they've just gotten the okay to open, you have to give everybody a, a chance to to regroup So, okay I have to ask Jack, are you did you talk about already about your your trip over the weekend?
0: Yeah, right before, but we can talk about it a little more if you have any questions or anything I, I
2: just wanted to know how how the how it felt I mean, I know it's a smaller park, but how was the the overall feeling of being there
0: with it was definitely I, was, I talked a little bit about it earlier, but, like, so one of the owners of the park is uh, Dan Cox, or Dan Cook's mom, sorry, my mistake. He, um, his mom is the other owner of the park with him, and she's an elderly lady. She still gets around, and she's at the park every day she can be. But with all this, they decided, of course, it was better for her to just stay home on opening day, which, of course, is a big deal, because she's, like, the heart and soul of the park. Right. So I, one of the like touched the like the things they did that was like you won't see that at the big park they had a giant flat screen tv hanging up on the entrance to the park right at the front gate and she was facetiming and waving at everyone as they came in the park
2: oh that is so cool
0: how clever yeah Yeah, and so we walked right under and it was the sun was really bright so we didn't even see the tv so we walked in and we he greeted us pretty much and he was like, "Oh, we told him who we were, and he's like, oh, y'all are racers come with me. And he leads us right back out the front gate, tells the guards, like, oh, they're with me, they're with me, and takes us right there, and we're waving at his mom, talking to her.
2: That is really cool.
0: But the rest of it, the park, all of the cast members or team members that were on stage, like, in guests, they all had masks. You would see them, you know, it was a hot day, it was in the 90s for a good portion of it. You would, they had their mask on, they would flip them up and down as they needed to like, breathe or talk if they, like, necessary. Right. Um, so the park did an amazing job. They had sanitation stations and they had X's on the ground for where to stand and posters everywhere. The park themselves did an amazing job trying to make it like plain. The guests, on the other hand... Honestly, I think most of them didn't really care. Well, my dad and I were social distancing and everything, trying to stay away from people. But there was a bunch of people that were just kind of like threw caution to the winds. And the park, I was talking with one of their, the guy who gave me my behind-the-scenes store saying, we can't, like, it's going really smooth. I mean, of course, we wish people would like follow like our requests a little better, but we can't really enforce that insanely strict just because we don't have the staffing to do that he mm-hmm. said everything from the park end is doing insanely well and the park was generally everyone that was there was having a good time it really did feel like it was the first es- like i honestly want to say it was an escape to reality instead of an escape yes. from reality because it felt like going back to what it used to feel like which was nice because I was afraid I was going to be at the park all day and be like, COVID this, COVID that, COVID this. Yeah. But it really felt like I I got to escape back in time. So. That's,
2: that is – you need to write – I'm going to write that down right now. Because that escape to reality, I like that.
0: <laughs> well, I've been working – and I'll go ahead and say it will show up on my blog and on Reddit sometime this week. I'm working on my <laughs> trip report, so – I, that's that's pretty
2: good i like that uh, now did you have to sign anything before you went in
0: no i did not have to sign anything before i went in um not there I, like my local golf course you have to sign a piece of paper before they'll let you play but no they were pretty much um it's pretty much during the park there were signs everywhere i actually have a picture of them somewhere on my phone but the whole th- the big thing they were doing is we are doing reduced capacity Buy your tickets ahead of time and they will be honored because we won't sell tickets for a day that's already sold out. So we bought our tickets the night before. I'm going to say there were maybe three or four hundred people at the park this day. So it wasn't insanely busy, but.
2: That's not bad at all.
0: It was a lot. That was my, I had two fears. I had the fear that it was either going to be so insanely crowded that we were only going to Get like one ride on the roller coaster, and it's gonna not be worth driving the four hours. Or I was scared that it was gonna be like just me and my dad in the place and it was really not be worth opening. So yeah, I was glad it, it was in between, which yes, is yes, it was in between, which was really, I was really happy about because their wood coaster it's they're weird in the fact that they have a wood coaster that should be able to run two trains, but when the park's gone through. It's gone through like three or four ownership changes. The second train for the coaster has disappeared along the way, and so they only have one train for this coaster.
2: And how now, uh, and you all keep up with the, with the news better than I do. So, are they like, they're like one of the first ones that's reopened, right?
0: Yeah, they were one of the first parks to reopen. It was kind of funny. We were talking about it. We're convinced that I was like the only coaster enthusiast. I think there were one or two other people there that were enthusiasts. That I was like, okay, maybe, but I was the only person there actively posting. Like, hey, this place is open. Everyone else was somewhere else. Uh, Mount Olympus and yeah. um and Wisconsin Silverwood. and Silverwood out in uh, Idaho. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and, and just
2: uh, I mean to be to be part. Of something new because you know other places are looking at how that worked for them. I mean, it, honestly, it could even, Disney could be looking at it, Bollywood, Silver Dollar, all, you know, all of these places are looking at what everybody else is doing to see how it worked. So not only were they one of the first, but you've got to experience that, which is something not everybody is doing. Or getting the opportunity to do. So, I mean, I just, you should see me. I'm, like, waving my arms. It's just incredible, Jack. It's just, it's crazy.
0: Well, i was been talking to some people, and I was like, it felt so good to just do something normal. Like, for me, going to ride a roller coaster and, like... Using my camera for the first time in two months was – that was like – thr- like literally the first time my camera shuttered, I'm pretty sure I had chills go down <laughs> my back. It's like, oh, that sound is so wonderful. Uh, yeah, and I haven't been
2: able to take you – know, we, we haven't been anywhere really, so I haven't taken any pictures. And But I put a bird feeder up outside my o- office – well, here in the house, my office, quote-unquote. Window so I could see birds when they come by. So I have my camera set up, and I've been taking pictures of birds. That's that's um what I've had to <laughs> resort to.
0: <laughs> well, I've to the point where I have all my camera gear sitting over here on my desk right now because I have yet to clean it from when I got home, and I'm kind of just not cleaning it on purpose so I can just leave it sitting out so I can look at it and enjoy it. I'm wondering <laughs> yeah. how long until my mom's like, "Okay, clean it and put it up." I'm tired of seeing it on your desk. <laughs> But it was, yeah. Like I, I've talked about it before. and I really didn't talk about how the park was handling all the COVID stuff, but they did an amazing job. Um, definitely on the, they're a small park, so it'll be interesting to see how translate to a bigger park. Yeah. Um, Universal a, will do that. Yeah, yeah, Universal will be our first clue at how I think the big parks are going to handle it. So. Well, well, and well
2: I, I'm going to throw this out real fast too. Um, I not bother you guys, but. Oh, don't like worry. The, I think I sent it to to Jack about the announcement from Six Flags. Yeah, their, I remember
0: you sent me their this.
2: video, and that was really impressive to me. Of their visually showing you what they are doing in the park and how people are going to be moving in the park. That was really, really interesting, and I hadn't seen that unless I've missed it from Universal, which is. I, it, that's fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, I I believe a park in Poland, Energylandia, had uh, something similar. But yeah, I saw what uh, Six Flags did with that video and it was impressive and like there's kind of a a joke that Six Flags actually did something right for once and people were impressed <laughs> by it. Yes, yeah,
2: I agree cuz yes, they did have Kentucky Kingdom if
0: you remember. Yeah, that didn't that didn't work out too well uh... for but I will say this, Six Flags, watching the two big dogs in regional entertainment, so not Disney or Universal, but Six Flags and Cedar Fair, and watching these two companies' stances have really kind of been, I hate to use the word entertaining, but it kind of works for this. Because Six Flags has been kind of like out and about, like, okay, here's what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it, and here's a promotional video, and like here's like what we're thinking, and here's our reservation system. And Cedar Fair is just like, Get back to us in July.
1: Yeah. I really <laughs> feel has like to Six flags got the jump on him right now. Cedar Fair's been completely quiet about everything.
0: Yeah, Cedar Fair has definitely been playing the quiet game on just with everything that's been happening.
2: Yeah. And there's nothing I'm I'm going to say it for my own self. There's nothing wrong with it because sometimes sometimes you just You just need to take a step back and it'll come to you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think there's nothing wrong with waiting to see what other people do. And I think right now, especially since there are companies that are already saying, here's what we're going to do, and here's when we want to do it. If you want to sit back and watch, then you can. Now, I think if we were still in a situation with, like, who's going to do it first, someone does have to eventually, you know, say, okay, we're going to be the first to open. Let's open. Exactly. So we are running down on our time, but I'll throw it out there. You've talked a little bit about Kentucky Kingdom. So what are some other parks you visited, just besides Dollywood and the Disney parks?
2: Oh, my gosh. That's pretty much, well, Kings Island um, and Holiday World. But I haven't been to Kings Island and Holiday World. I did ride Raven, Holiday World.
0: That's a great coaster.
2: Oh, yeah. I was like 14. And uh, church, we had we did a big event there, wasn't all that it was in October. It was before they really were not that popular in October, I think it was like the last day they might have been open. And my cousin and I rode the Raven 74 times.
1: Wait, are you what?
2: Yep, just I mean, from open to close, we just rode and rode, and we didn't have to get off every time. See, that was how we that was
1: what worked.
0: That's amazing. I, I would I genuinely love to ride feel Raven. like
1: that might be a record for Holiday World. Like I was going to say, I don't really have to do now, some times people ride Voyage, I think that <laughs> might still be the record.
2: There there was nobody there. There was nobody there. I wish I had I wish I had like true proof. You just have to take my word. 74. That's I can tell you that. 74 times. Yep, it was a lot of fun.
0: It was- I'm gonna do some research and figure out if I can find what the current record for rides on Raven is. It might About, be that one. well, like I know, like I know some coasters. I know the records. Like I know Lightning Rod is 54, Thunderhead is 117. Ow! Some I know most of the Dollywood records, um, but yeah, so. Raven, 74 times. I've only ridden that coaster at night, so I'm still not entirely sure what it does because I didn't know <laughs> where I was going. Um, it's but a good one. It is a really good ride. The other part that you said, King's Island, which you and I talked about it when I was on your podcast, The Beast. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. I, I love The Beast, and when I went there when Son of Beast opened, and I thought I was going to die.
0: Oh, we have someone who's written Son of Beast on our show? Oh! It was...
2: It was... It was just torture. Um, it was really impressive, but it was absolute torture. I mean, think, like, Thunderhead times a million, and... but But it gets better, because they would always have those, like, the ankle restraints on the rides. And huh. so it was worse because you couldn't move. So oh. I mean, it was just you. I, I could probably be punched by Arnold Schwarzenegger and feel better than I did after riding. <laughs> Son of a, <laughs> was. I don't think uh, I've ever
0: heard that comparison. <laughs> well,
2: now you did. I. It was. I mean, it was impressive. I'm not going to lie. It was. But, wow, we. It was just torture.
0: <laughs> well, the Son of Beast is definitely has a reputation for being bad, quite frankly, in the community. So,
2: yeah. And what did it last? Like
0: eight years? If yeah, I think happened? it made it through two thousand seven, and then it was at the park from oh seven to two thousand twelve, just sitting there. Yeah. So, and, I, and did you get to ride it with alone. or without the loop?
2: I wrote it with the loop.
0: Okay, that's. I mean,
2: I was, I was there. I think it, I think it was the first summer, I was there. Whenever it was that it came out, I'm pretty sure we first time. I never... That was
0: 2000.
2: <laughs> I never wrote it again. But I, I, I think I, I, I don't think I wrote it more than once. It was just, man, alive. It was something else.
0: Oh, uh, I, I, it definitely, its reputation is one of those. I think that's a coaster that will be remembered for a long time, even though most everyone I know has never got to ride it.
2: Right. Yeah. And the other one I loved was Tomb Raider,
0: was which is no four, longer yeah. with us, sadly. No
2: lo- yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun. I went with some friends uh, after the summer we graduated. So I think that was, that would have been 2004 summer. And, um, it was still around. We, I know I rode it with them because we waited.
0: I, I never got the chance to ride it, but everyone I've ever talked to who got to ride that coaster, or that coaster, that ride and just go in that building and see everything was like, that is one of the craziest, or craziest flat rides ever. And it it's was, sad because it the crazy. building is just sitting there still. And they don't really use it for anything except the haunt.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's just it's a literal tomb. They took the raider off of it and just left the tomb. I mean, it's, Yeah, yeah it's, it's a shame. It really is.
0: Well, that is really... It, I would like to go back. If I had a time machine, I'd go back so I could ride that. And I've always said it. I, even though everyone says it's awful, I do want to ride Son of Beast so I can just <laughs> understand what everyone means when they say it's awful.
2: Uh, I'll, go, I'll go with you. I will, because it it, it's just... It just had to ride it. It was Oh, it was something else.
0: Well, we are pretty much reaching the end of the show, so I'll ask my final question, which is, I'll actually ask my final two questions. The first one is, what's the first ride you're going to ride when Dollywood reopens?
2: The first one I'm going to go most likely is going to be Lightning Rod.
0: Hey, man, after my own heart right there. And then I'll ask the second one. What is your favorite roller coaster? It doesn't have to be at Dollywood. It can be anywhere. But what is your favorite roller coaster?
2: I will probably go because it changes. We all know.
0: We, oh, uh, yeah, for sure.
2: It changes. But uh, the one that's been on my mind recently is uh, Mystery Mine at Dollywood. That is Another
0: very good coaster.
2: I love. Uh, that is one I wish I could wipe my memory Every single time I ride it and ride it new, because the first time you ride it, it is just incredible.
0: Yes, watch out for that second drop. It's a doozy. Or third drop, yeah, it's a doozy.
2: It really is, too.
0: <laughs> well, awesome. So, Chris, do you have anything you want to add? No, I'm good. Awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We had a ton of fun. Well, thanks to for, you-
2: yeah, thanks for having me, because I had, I had a blast. I really
0: but this, is, We love doing it. We love talking about roller coasters and thrill rides and just all the parks that we've got to visit and hopefully we'll get to visit. I know y'all talking about Disney just wants to make me go to Disney World more because I've somehow never been.
2: <laughs> oh, my.
0: I know. Well, My family, we were never big Disney people. And so it's kind of just never went till last summer. And I got my wish. That's like if I go to a Disney park, I want to go to Disneyland first. And I got my wish. But now it's like, okay, now I want to go to Disney World and Shanghai and Tokyo and Paris and all the other ones. You so. picked
2: a good one to go for the, for the first time. That was, that was a good choice. Well, I was like, I always
0: wanted to go to Walt's Park first. The park that he, like you said, he walked in, he helped design. He had a hand in like the construction of. And yep. then get to go to the other ones that were dreamt up by other people. Right. <laughs> and so, Justin, where can people find you at?
2: You can find me on Twitter at snapshots made on Instagram and Facebook at snapshots made yesterday.
0: and you also have a podcast which I love the title of because I was like I love that
2: well cool i i it, it, I'm, I'm glad you do because i I wondered about it many times, but yeah, my podcast is called Snapshots Made Yesterday. Of course, Jack came on um, and so it's, I just enjoy talking to people and talking about stuff, so hopefully soon I'll be able to have, uh, maybe both of you all on for a visit
0: to Dollywood. Yes, we're, we're counting down the days. Hopefully we both get to go quite soon. I know as soon as they say they're open and I'll be there. Oh yes. So, well thank you all so much for listening this week. We're going to get back next week with news, maybe some trip reports, who knows what. We'll, we'll figure out something as we always do. But thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week.